Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading Revelation 3, 20 through 22. But before we dive in, quick Thank you to those of you who have left reviews on the podcast. We are on our way to reaching that goal of 1,000 reviews by the end of January. I'll be honest, at the time of this episode's recording, we've we've stalled a little bit in, in our trajectory in working toward that challenge. But I, I am confident we can do it. Uh, leaving a review helps new friends find Join the Journey, which is really important as we kick off the new year and, and people are looking to start new habits and practices. Uh, prayerfully, we hope that leaving reviews will help new friends find the podcast who've never read the scriptures before. Uh, But all of that said, more importantly, I am here in the podcast studio with a Watermark Young Adult, a member of the Watermark Young Adults team, and a special friend of Join the Journey and myself personally. It's Mr. Aaron Collins. Hey, what's up, Emma? How are you doing? I'm so glad you're here. It's good to have you. I'm so excited to be here. This has been a long time coming. I can hear the excitement in your voice. I'm smiling. He is smiling behind the microphone. He's smiling from ear to ear. Aaron, tell the people a little bit about you. Who are you? What, what do we need to know? I think the, the the high points are born in Midland, Texas, so I'm a native Texan. And Shout out. I know. Raised in a Christian home and uh, really found the Lord around eighth grade, but really struggled to, to fully grasp confession, mm-hmm. repentance, and uh, let sin patterns keep growing. And eventually the Lord uh, woke me up from that in college and started taking my faith a little bit more seriously. And yeah. You met your wife. I met my wife in in college. We went to the University of Houston, go Cougs. Shout out Cougs. Shout out the Cougs. You might be the first University of Houston alumni we've ever had on this podcast. Hey, we need more. We need more. So did that in Houston. Was working in Houston. I, I was a graphic designer. When COVID hit, I lost my role. They shut down the MLB and uh, didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, but I'd met my wife at University of Houston. She had also lost her her job in COVID. Y'all were engaged at this point? Not, or about not to engaged, engaged, but we were we were pretty close. And um, she got a job working in Dallas. So we decided, you know, it's best since we're probably going to get engaged soon to both move to Dallas, came to Dallas and uh, jumped on the young adults team, the porch team um, first. And and that's where our stories uh, intersect. Intersect because you were on the you came on the porch team shortly after I, I did. Was. I did, and our cubes were right next to each other. Oh yeah, we had many long days planning awaken and and oh, all yeah. sorts of stuff together, it was a good which time. was really fun. It was a great time, and now you're it's full circle. You're back on the porch team. I am. So I was on the porch team for about a year. Left the porch team, mm-hmm. moved to the watermark oh, but, communications yes. team. Which is very, this is when Join the Journey and Aaron Collins intersect. This is true. So I, I leave the porch team, go to Watermark Communications team as a graphic designer on that mm-hmm. team for about two years. And, and in that time, I got a project on my desk of rebranding Join the Journey. We were going to overhaul it and <laughs> Emma was behind it. And so I got to, to play a role in a key and, role. A key role in, in doing uh, the branding for Join the Journey. So all the, the colors and the shapes and mm-hmm. fonts and everything uh, that was originated in his brain. In my brain. Mm-hmm. And, and then that moved to, to Emma's approval and had a team of people that also helped alongside that as well. But it's a good time. Super fun. 
And now you're here on the podcast. Finally, I've been invited. You, it's it's about time. I know. I, I know. did you dirty in making you wait two years, but but here you are, Revelation three twenty through twenty two. Talk about the context. What do we need to know about this passage? So this passage is actually um, what I was telling you earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was taken out of is taken out of context a lot. I think often, yes. I think um, this passage is actually in a in a letter to a church called Laodicea, mm-hmm. who is the, in Revelation, this is the last of the seven churches that uh, received a, a letter. And so this this church was in Asia, in a Roman control, and so modern-day Turkey. They just had abundance of resources. Yeah, and, uh, they were well off. They were well off. So it's, it says earlier, uh, a few verses up, that they were rich and prosperous, and, and they didn't need anything. And so... We have to take this verse, um, behold, I'm at the door knocking, under the, the context of this is not a salvation invitation verse, but if anything, it is, it is, a, it is written to believers, the church in Laodicea, who um, have placed Christ at an arm's length away mm-hmm. and not fully invited them uh, into their lives. So you could say that Christ was their Savior, but not necessarily their, their Lord, that He's, he's on the porch wanting to come in and, and change their lives and their hearts uh, mm-hmm. through, through repentance. And he's knocking. He's not going to force himself in into the door. No, he's not, he's not a robber. He's not going to barge in. No, they, they, we still have the, the free will to allow him to come into our lives. But I think that that's the main context of, of this passage. I think early, uh, a few verses earlier, it talks through a rebuke or condemnation so he, he in all these churches seven churches he has these rebukes and in, and in this one specifically he talks about Laodicea being neither hot nor cold but they're lukewarm yeah let me read 15 and 16 for us he That's says it. i know your works you are neither cold nor hot would that you were either cold or hot so because you're lukewarm and neither hot nor cold i will spit you out of my mouth Bold. Right. I think a lot of people see take this verse and they go, okay, Christ wants me to be in or he wants me to be out. He doesn't want me to be lukewarm. He either wants me to not be a Christian mm-hmm. or he wants me to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the wrong way it's of— It's not the point. It's not the point of this passage. I think Christ desires not—you'd be better off if you, you just— You didn't know me at all. You, you weren't yeah. a Christian at all. or You would you, not be better off. <laughs> right. And what he's saying here is, in the context of, of this passage, is— Warm water or hot water and cold water had different benefits to sure. them. So hot water could be um, used for medicinal purposes, mm-hmm. healing, mm-hmm. Um, while cold water could be really refreshing, mm-hmm. hydrating. And so he's like, you're neither healing mm-hmm. or refreshing. Mm-hmm. You're 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 just existing. You're just existing. And that's a that's a common misconception because this passage is often contextualized or or I'm sorry, taken out of context in its it's presented as an opportunity for the lost person. Right. But Jesus is speaking to two believers here, people who are maybe what we would say today, nominal Christians. They'd, they'd claim Christ, but you look at their life and it's kind of like, huh? Right. I think this church has no need for Christ, what mm-hmm. we see here, based off a worldly perspective of, hey, they're they're rich mm-hmm. in, in money, but they're also rich in natural resources. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they're well off and prosperous. Mm-hmm. And so... I th- to me, I compare this, and I see out of the seven churches here written in Revelation that this church specifically is most like 
potentially the the church in America as mm-hmm. we look at it, or, or even yeah. or even watermark of we have abundance of of riches, natural res, natural resources. Mm-hmm. We our worldly needs, our physical needs are, are met. Are met. Mm-hmm. And so, what does it look like for us as we think through this passage of Christ in this in this passage is saying, "Hey, you're n- you're neither hot nor mm-hmm. cold, but but lukewarm." I'm looking and I'm knocking at the door uh, and I'm wanting to come in in fellowship and, and eat a meal with you and spend time with you and be relational. And, and we see in the, in the verse uh, before this, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Mm, it's good. And I think that's, that's Christ's main goal in this, in this passage is he's wanting people to repent and to look at his discipline as love. So he's coming out of this place of discipline and love mm-hmm. and is wanting people to invite him into their house, um, to clean up areas of their house, to be invited into fellowship with him. Yeah. And I think so many times in my own life, I have had my needs met and completely forgotten yeah, about Yeah, go God. there. As we close, Aaron, I'd love to hear, I know that you've experienced something somewhat similar in your own walk with the Lord of, of going from, you grew up around the things of the church, you went to college, drifted a little bit, but then eventually you came back. And I know when you moved to Watermark, jumping in and going after Jesus even, I think, accelerated your growth onto the Lord, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, for sure. How does the, how has this passage personally come to life in your own life? Right. I think for for me, as I think about what the Lord's done in my life and and seeing the ways that he's worked um, in me, I've seen a lot of my my own needs and 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 wants be be met, and mm-hmm. my desires were were met tangibly. And I think growing up in, in a Christian home, growing up in in the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. there really wasn't any opposition. There was no um, hardships that I really walked through as a as a child and and as a high schooler. But I had this sin that was never dealt with that I never had confessed that mm-hmm. I had never have walked into I never had community mm-hmm. and then in college that sin was made public and made known and um, I had no choice but to fully trust and, and believe and so through repentance the Lord kind of woke me up to the to the knocking at the door where then I opened that door and fully, um, invited the Lord into areas of my life. And I still, I still feel like even today that there are closets and doors that are still, still locked that, Mm -hmm. that he's revealing to me that, Hey, there's this door here that I haven't, I haven't opened, uh, yet. And you haven't opened up and let me in. And so I think as I look at my own sanctification, I'm seeing slowly, but surely the Lord revealing to me areas of my life that are locked away that he's he doesn't have the privilege of coming in and fellowship and, and kind of taking over and so uh, for me specifically once that door was open for me I was like okay Lord I'm gonna go all in and I'm gonna open open the door I just saw through repentance love in his discipline as I repent of my sins and confess and and join com- like be around community that my life and and the fruit of the spirit I saw evident, I saw more fruit. I saw the ability to, or not my ability, but the Lord's ability to come in and reveal sin and and help me have the strength to kind of overcome things. Yeah. So. Aaron, I think that's a great challenge to, to end on because all of us have those doors that we don't want to open or we don't even know we need to open. 
And, and as we, we grow to look more like Jesus, he'll reveal them to us. And so as, as we close, I think a good challenge for everybody listening is just to spend some time prayerfully considering what doors in the, the house or in our lives do we, do we not want to open to Jesus? Where, where are we hesitant to let him come in? Uh, and, and would we be a people who boldly open them and say, I, I want to be zealous for Jesus in every area of my life? Much easier said than done. But thank you for your example, Aaron, and for joining us today. So glad to have you. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.